friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings. I am so sorry that I am getting this up a little bit late this week. As many of you know, I just opened the doors last week to my signature program, Etsy Roadmap to Success. So I have been super busy getting those 70-ish students loaded up into the system and ready to dive into that program. As I'm sure you can imagine, it was a little bit hectic for me, and I just didn't get quite far enough ahead to have a podcast episode ready to go this morning. But here we are now, and I am excited about today's episode. Today, we are going to talk all about custom listings, if you should take them, how you should take them, how to make sure they're going to be profitable for your shop, and how not to get in too deep and then really regret taking on that custom work for a customer. If you've been selling on Etsy for any length of time, you have probably had a customer or two that has asked for a custom request or for you to change up the details of a product that you already have listed in your shop in order to make it more custom for what they're looking for. So you may be wondering if this is really a good idea or if this is a road that you want to go down, especially if you're a new shop owner and you don't even have a full shop worth of products or you're kind of debating what you want to sell and what kind of product offerings you want to ultimately have in your shop. So should you take on custom requests in your shop? My overarching answer to that question, to sum it up in one word, is yes, you definitely should take custom requests. And here's why. Especially if you are a newer seller or you don't have a really defined niche of products that you're carrying and you're sort of debating still what kind of customers are you're trying to appeal to and what kind of products your brand is going to carry, listening to your customers and listening to what they are wanting from you in the products that they're looking for in from your shop can be invaluable information as you move forward as a seller and get more established as a seller. So we're going to go forward in this episode with the assumption that taking custom orders is a good idea for your business, but also that you want to make sure that they are going to work for you and for your vision for your brand. There's a few things we want to keep in mind as we are discussing a custom order with a potential customer, because while I do think they're a wonderful idea for new shop owners and a great way to grow your sales and your product lines, it shouldn't just be a blanket, I take any custom request that any person puts in front of me, no matter the details, no matter anything. There are limits to what is valuable to you as the seller and the owner of your shop, so you want to make sure that the custom order that you sign on to take is mutually beneficial both to you as the seller and also to the customer. The first thing I would advise you to think about is whether or not this item will actually sell again. Sometimes this is a little bit hard to know, especially if you're brand new to the platform or you're still kind of trying to figure out what exactly sells and what people are attracted to. But there are also times that a customer requests something so, so very specific to their personal taste or their specific room design or whatever that it is just not going to have that wide mass appeal to the general market. I ran into this when I was a newer seller with a very custom burp cloth set that I was making. There were times that someone would ask me for something like a burp cloth design with a turquoise and yellow lightning bug design on it. This is actually a true story. 
and I just knew that it would probably never sell again. It just doesn't have a broad enough audience or a wide enough appeal to the average person that was buying nursery items to be a bestseller in my shop. A turquoise and yellow lightning bug is not something that everybody's going to have as a nursery design. Now, that doesn't mean that I didn't do the custom request. I did. And ultimately, it made a very cute burp cloth set for the customer. But I made sure when I was pricing it that my costs for the design and any extra fabric or the um, embroidery file that I was purchasing to continue with this set was covered in the pricing. I had to buy a specific embroidery file for just that lightning bug design. And I passed that cost on to the customer because even though I kept the file in my shop and I listed the item in my shop to sell, the set never sold again. And even though the file was only a few dollars, maybe two or three dollars, I wanted to make sure that that was not a cost that I was absorbing into the cost of my products because I did not think, and I was correct in not thinking, that there would be a return for me on that. In contrast to that, there are times that a buyer will ask for something specific And I know, or at least I really strongly think, that it probably will be an item that will sell again. When that is the case, there are times that I do not pass on the additional cost to the customer because I do think that I'll probably get good use out of the custom design and the embroidery file that I'm buying or the fabric that I'm buying to match whatever they're trying to match, and I won't have a problem recouping those additional costs. But that's always a risk that I take, and at this point, I feel like I have a pretty good grasp of what's going to sell in my shop and what's not going to sell and how much risk I'm willing to take, so I'm a little bit more comfortable doing that now, seven years later. In the beginning, I would definitely recommend passing those costs on to the customers because if they want you to make something that is totally custom and they have a really specific idea in mind of what they're wanting, they probably aren't going to mind paying extra for that for you to be able to produce what they've envisioned in their mind. The next tip I have for custom orders is to make sure the custom order will work for you. Custom orders can be a huge source of new ideas or ways to change up your offerings and offer something new without having to create examples or prototypes for free. But you have to make sure that you're utilizing them so that you can reuse the design and the idea after that one order is created. After I make up a custom order, I always take a picture of it for marketing purposes and list it in my shop as an option. All of my items are made to order, so people are able to change every detail of it, and some of my most popular listings have been a custom order originally or a variation on a customer order, like some somebody wanted me to change a color or something. Oftentimes, somebody will want me to create a custom set, and then I'll list it in my shop after I'm done making it, and then someone else will come along and change something else on that set, and then it takes off, and it becomes popular, and it also takes off in a new way for maybe a new collection or a new idea. I don't have a pulse on every single thing that is popular in my industry, so I can gauge the popularity of different themes by how often I get asked about them for custom orders. Some people get kind of weird about doing this in their shop as a seller, as if they're stealing the buyer's idea and they're using it for their own gain, but there's no reason to feel that way. Even with very, very specific things, let's say you create pet portraits 
and people send you a picture of their pet and you paint them. You can use that as a listing in your shop and as an example of what you're able to create for your customers. In that example, I would probably add verbiage to your policies that states that all items are subject to being used again as an example in a listing, posted on Instagram, etc. And you may want to run it by the customer just to ensure goodwill and to make sure that they're not going to pitch a fit about you posting it on the internet. But you always want to make sure that those custom orders are going to work for you in the future. So I would not take on any custom orders that people say that you cannot post anywhere else. My next tip about custom orders is more of a personal preference, but in my experience, it has been true almost 100% of the time. I avoid customers who have a very precise, super clear, and very detailed picture of what they are wanting for their custom order, especially if they have trouble communicating those very clear ideas to you and or you're not in an industry where it is possible for you to give a proof of the final product before it's created. I know this sounds awful, but I never want to take on custom orders from people who are super, super ridiculously specific about what they're looking for. Perhaps that is the Debbie Downer in me, but I feel like someone who has that clear of an idea of what they want, there's no way that they will possibly be happy with what I create. Kind of like they're setting me up for failure because there's no way for me to read their mind and then create something that is an exact match for what they're envisioning. And if they have that super, super specific idea in mind, you know they have a vision for what they want it to look like. And I don't want to take that risk that I'm going to spend all this time and all this effort to create something that they're not going to ultimately be happy with. Same goes for someone that's trying to match a particular item. I can do my best to get colors close, but I never guarantee that I can match something exactly. So when someone sends me a picture and tells me to be creative and use these colors, that's almost a guarantee that I will turn down the order because I am not going to be stuck in a position where I have to refund the order because they're mad about the color and mad about the fact that it didn't match exactly, even though I don't even have the color in my hands. I'm just looking at it on a computer screen. And even if I set up the custom order and I'm protected so that they're not going to be able to get a refund, I still generally don't like to deal with unhappy customers, so I'm not going to take that risk. I do clarify to the customer that I can do my best to get close to that color and I can do my best to match it for what it shows up on my screen, but I can't guarantee that it's going to match exactly. If they're good with that, then great. If they hem and haw around and say, okay, well, just do your best, but I really want it to match exactly, Mm, no way. Some creators see a custom order as a challenge for them. To bring to life the vision that someone else has is a uniquely neat thing for a creative and an artisan. And when it goes well, it can really create a customer who is in love with what you're making and your skills in making it. And they will just rave about how wonderful you are and how you brought to life this vision. I just also want you to make sure that it makes sense for your business and for your profitability. And on that note, I want to talk about some logistics of creating and making custom orders to make sure that you're protected in your business. There are a few things to keep in mind when someone is asking you to do something custom to make sure that you don't end up with an unpaid for, super unique skateboarding cat painting that the buyer seemed really interested in when they were discussing the details with you, but now they've dropped off the face of the earth once you've asked for payment. The first is to make sure that you never start a custom order before the customer has paid you. If you only take one thing away from this podcast episode, please let it be this. Never start work on anything before the customer pays. That's not my mean voice, I promise. That is my, this is super important and you need to listen up voice. I have to stress it to you. Don't do it occasionally. 
Don't do it with people you know. Don't do it with your own mother, unless you really trust your mother. Just don't do it. I can't tell you how many times I have seen sellers complaining of being finished with some crazy, specific, unique item for a custom work, but the the buyer has fallen off the face of the earth and they won't pay for the listing. Don't be this person. Make sure that the customer checks out with a custom listing before you order supplies, start work on it, or honestly even spend too much time thinking about it. People change their minds all the time, even when they seem like awesome customers who are very interested in having made what you're talking about. But trust me on this one, they don't always follow through. The next tip to protect yourself is to make sure that you get all the details of the custom order in writing before getting started. Sometimes it takes a bunch of messages to work out all the details of a custom order. Sometimes people go back and forth with emails and Etsy messages and the info ends up all over the place. Sometimes customers even ask me to call them so that we can work out all the details. And I don't mind doing that because it honestly can get a little bit easier to just call them than it is to exchange 40 messages back and forth and then try to keep up with all the changes and the details that they've made. No matter how we end up working through everything that we're hashing out, I always send a follow-up message on Etsy to lay out what they're wanting. I say something along the lines of, hey, customer, I just wanted to make sure that I am understanding the details of your order and get it in writing so that there's no confusion. You wanted the yellow headband with your initials ABC monogrammed in the black cursive font with the B being the last name for the center position of the monogram. Is that correct? Please let me know if there's anything that should be different in the order and I can create the custom listing for you to check out. Thanks. This way it pushes them to confirm the details so that there's no confusion on either of your parts about what they're ordering. I can also go back to these details when I'm making up the order if I forget what I'm supposed to be doing because sometimes there can be, you know, maybe a week or so lag between when I'm talking to them about the custom order and when I'm actually working on them. This also lets them know that the onus is on them to confirm all of the details and then I will set up the custom listing for them to check out. And then they have to check out before I get started on the listing. My very last tip on taking custom orders and making sure they work for your shop is to price your item so that it's profitable for you. Custom orders take extra time. There's just no way around it. Making the same thing over and over is always going to be faster than making a unique thing and then another unique thing with changes every single time. Making up an entirely new product that you have to look at each detail that you've written out will slow you down, which is not a bad thing, especially if you're a newer seller and you're not totally overwhelmed with orders, you don't have a ton of orders that are being purchased, but you just want to make sure that at the end of the day, you're not working for $5 an hour. Make sure that you price the custom order so that you aren't spending a ton of time creating something that you are hardly making any profit on. This is especially true if it's something that probably won't sell again, but even if it's something that you think will sell down the road, you still want to make sure that you're valuing your time and the energy that you're spending in the creation process. Custom orders can be such a helpful thing for your business as you're getting started and really trying to expand your listings and your offerings. They can also help you to see the things that maybe are not going to work for your shop simply because they're too time consuming and you're not able to price them in a way that you will recoup the time spent on making it. I once had a custom order for a birthday shirt for a toddler who was having a paint party and that mom was ordering the shirt and wanted a paint palette and then splatters of paint in different colors. This was an applique shirt. 
I was several years into my business, but I made the very rookie mistake of pricing out the shirt before I really looked too closely at the design that I was putting on it, and I gave her too many options of design, so she was able to pick a design that was way more detailed than one of the other ones that would have been a lot easier for me to do. I ended up charging, I think, around $25 for the shirt, and the design literally had 47 steps. It ended up taking me, I think, like an hour and a half to make this one shirt. And not only did I not get a very good value on my time, because after the time I spent on the the, the item and then the actual material cost that I put into the item, I probably made very little profit at all or maybe even lost money. But it also ended up to be something that while it may have sold again if I had listed it in my shop, I never did list it in my shop simply because it was too time consuming. So that was not a good decision for me to take that custom order because it wasn't a good product either in the short term or the long term sense for my business. I could have avoided that either by pricing it higher, although I don't know that I could have priced it high enough to make up for how long it took me, or I could have chosen a simpler design and not given the customer as many options so she had to choose a simpler design that would not have taken as long. Or I could have just turned down the the order entirely, but I should have checked beforehand to make sure that this design was not going to be ridiculously time-consuming, which it ended up to be. So when you are diving into custom orders and getting these off-the-wall requests, I want you to go through this list and make sure that this is something that is valuable, helpful, and profitable to your business. And then make sure you get paid ahead of time and the details are worked out so that you're not getting into an ugly refund situation because that is a real morale killer, especially after you've poured time and energy into this custom listing. I hope that this episode has been helpful as you move forward in taking custom listings and bringing those ideas to life that your customers are coming to you with and wanting you to create. Custom orders can seriously be such a beneficial thing to your business and For you as a creative to be able to make something that allows you to express that creative and artistic energy while also making a profit, as long as you do it in a way that works on the business side of things as well. As always, if you are wanting more Etsy help and wanting to join a creative community of entrepreneurs who are engaged and kind and helpful, I would love to have you join my private Facebook group, Etsy Roadmap by Lauren Keplinger. The link for that is creativemomboss.com slash Facebook, and I hope that I will see you there. They are seriously the nicest group of entrepreneurs and so helpful if you have any questions or if you run into a situation where you say, should I take this custom order or should I turn it down or how should I price it or what should I ask about the details of this so that I can make sure that I am protected. We are here to help you out with those details and to walk you through and hold your hand as much as we can. I hope I'll see you in that group and I will see you next week here on the podcast. Same time, same place. Bye for now.